head hit the shot from half court. MVP of all sports, coach put me in the game. You know I'm the truth born to feel bad. Competition, know the deal, coach put me in the game. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Stalian English Show featuring Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English, and we in the building with Coach Staley and Coach Kurtz all the way from Orlando. Um, Taking time to bring you guys the best that we got on this podcast. Today, we're going to do our best to enlighten you on your drive home from work or your drive to work maybe you traveling hopefully we can give you some joy on this day this great sunday right before school starts here in south carolina so first off as we always start josh how was the week our week was great you know how it is that week before school starts um teachers are trying to get their classrooms put together you're in a bunch of pds Teachers feel like less. we need less PDs and more time to get ready for the students actually coming. Administrators feel like, you know, hey, we got to get y'all ready to teach the kids. So, it, <laughs> you know, that's it's, it's an ongoing struggle. But at the end of the day, we got those kids coming in on Monday. Um, I, I guess I'm psyching myself out to get ready for the school year. You know how it is. We always want more summer. And it's crazy because the summer didn't even go by fast for me this, this summer. It's just that, you know... I don't know why I'm not mentally ready for tomorrow, but when that um, alarm clock goes off and the good Lord wakes me up, I'm not going to have a choice. So um, I'm going to wish everyone a a great school year, and I I hope you guys um, be successful in all your endeavors. Um, How things been going with you, Michael? Yeah, man, it's, again, like it was a whirlwind summer for me. Um, Summer went fast. We actually started school last week. We've been in, uh, we had meetings the week before and then we started school this week. And I mean, it's been a good start to the school year and a shout out. As you know, I moved to Florida, new school, new state. And uh, shout out to this new school that I'm at, Windermere Prep School, because all of our professional development all week long, the teachers, uh, they just have been excited to be back to work and be back at these meetings. And like you like you alluded to, a lot of times veteran teachers are kind of like, hey, let's just let's just get to the let's just get to school. But right. these right. they're uh, they're excited <laughs> to be here and excited to be co-workers and it's it's definitely been refreshing because it's a shout out to uh the teachers that I'm working with, and it's a shout out to Windermere Prep School because uh, a lot of these uh, these employees they enjoy working there. So I'm excited to I'm excited to be here this year. We started school this week. Football team started out with a win this week. Volleyball team had a big win over the uh, state semifinalists from last year. So uh, it's uh, it's an exciting year, an exciting time, and uh, excited to be a part of it. Man, a, a healthy work environment is great. So if the teachers are excited, that means y'all are doing something great out there at Windermere Prep and got folks excited. So um, 
it's nothing like being a part of a, well, a healthy work environment. How was your week, Coach English? Yeah, man, it was good, man. You know, we get back into the, uh, like you said, professional developments. Uh, for some odd reason, they feel like, you know, we need more time meeting with them about uh, different strategies and stuff. And I mean, you know, they got higher degrees and in higher places, so I can't, I can't, I can't uh, uh, claim to know, think that I know better. Um, so we had some good stuff this week, but um, I actually, for the first time, uh, we have a new principal uh, now. Shouts out to Dr. Burry on retiring after 40 year 40 plus years in education and 18 years as the principal over at Hartsville High School. We now have a new principal, uh, Mr. Corey Lewis, who I think is going to do a great job and he's come in ready to go and was in a meeting the other day and apparently I guess these new things he got in place had one teacher crying like pure tea tears and I was like <laughs> I, I had never seen that <laughs> a day of my life but you know I, I just told him you know just you know you got the, uh, with new leadership comes new expectations and you just have to you know meet the expectations and not worry everything else will kind of fall into place but it's been an interesting week getting my classroom ready just finished up my last introduction video uh, for my students uh, for tomorrow and I'm ready to hit the ground running um, you know ready for my players to get back we get back to the grind got new rules but you know, is what it is. So um, we're going to go ahead right now and get into the current events portion of our show. Excuse me. Um, and uh, with the uh, NFL season looming for the next couple of weeks, um, we're going to start off. We're going to do our predictions on this show. Um, uh, we're first, uh, 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 we're going to hit the eight. We're going to go with the divisions. Then we're going to go conference and then we're going to go Super Bowl picks. Okay. So, first off, let's go with the AFC East and we'll start with my man Josh. Right. Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. Who you got? Yeah. Yeah. Just to, um, real quick before we get into it, um, I know you say your principal had, had a um, teacher crying. To all you folks, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a harsh reality. It's, it's always going to be change in education. And um, just change in life, period. And change is going to make you do two things, grow or go. So the choice is yours. You either want to grow because of change or you're going to go because of change. But don't make yourself miserable because of it. All right. But let's get into this. Let's get into this AFC East. All right. So this this division is um, dominated by the Patriots year in and year out. Um, You got the Bills, you got the Jets, you got the Dolphins and you got the Patriots. My pick right now is um, the Patriots. I think the Bills are going to struggle this year. They're probably going to wind up um, starting a very young quarterback um, or a quarterback that's just not very good. Teddy Bridgewater is actually the best um, quarterback on the Jets team, but I think he's ultimately going to turn into a trade piece for them because they're going to invest in Sam Darnold because he was their first-round draft yeah. pick. And the Dolphins – you know, I think I think they are going to um, come down to um, how well Tannehill can play and how healthy he's going to be this year. But I think it's going to be pretty easy for the Patriots to win that that division this year. More experience, they got the best player in the division in Tom Brady. I still think Tom Brady is the I won't say the best player, but he's the most important player in that division. And I think it's going to be very hard to uh, take that crown away this year. What about you, Mike? Who you got for the AFC East? Sorry, to talk about Buffalo. Sorry. No, I mean I'm a, I'm, a Bills fan. I'm a Bills fan, ride or die. But it 
is is the Patriots division. Patriots have owned the division for what? 10, 12, 13 years, and I don't see it going any other way. I mean, um, it is what it is what it is. The best, the best teams are run by the best management and the best coaching staff, the most disciplined, the most organized coaching staffs, no matter no matter what it is. Professional football, college football, high school football, the most organized and the most detail-oriented coaching staffs and organizations are normally the ones that are the most successful. And as much as it pains me to say, the Patriots are head and shoulders above every team in that league, including my beloved Buffalo Bills. So, I mean, I don't see it going any other way this year, but Patriots, all the Patriots are going to take that division. What you got, E? Well, well, you know, you know, I only know one other Bills fan, and that is uh, my man V's. He's in. Uh, he lives in Virginia now, and I always used to clown him, and I used to tell him he was the only Bills fan I knew. So I guess now I know too. Um, so uh, you know, the best of luck to you next year, but this year just ain't it, Patriots. Y'all, y'all said for all the reasons you guys said, uh, the Patriots. I actually kind of sort of want to see Sam Darnold do well. Um, I don't know what it is about him, but I just kind of want to see him do well. Um, I think so, he's good. I think I, I think, think he's good. good. I think he's very good. I, like, I, I, like, I, I wish all of these guys did do well. Oh, but yeah. Definitely. Even if he does, even if he has a great year, I still don't see, I still don't think, see that division going any other way for sure. Like, but even Patriots, if he has a yeah. great year, the, the Patriots coaching staff, front, front office and personnel are, just too much. Yeah, yeah, I think they're good, man. Uh-huh. Looking at this AFC North, you got the Ravens, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers. Uh, initially, my pick was the uh, Steelers in a runaway, but I didn't expect um, um, Le'Veon Bell's situation to be going on this um, this long. But I do think the Steelers have the best offense in that division. The Steelers' secondary is probably below average at best and that's being nice because I really think they're pretty terrible because they can't stop anyone from passing the ball on them but I'm going to pick the Steelers to win this division by default because um, even though I like Tyrod Taylor he's not a franchise quarterback and I think I think the Cleveland Browns are going to wind up going with with their rookie quarterback Um, the Bengals they're, they're just that they're the Bengals they can show you flashes of greatness but um, like Coach Green said years ago, they are who we think they are. And then the Ravens, I think the Ravens, I, they, they're kind of like in direction limbo right now. They they don't know if they want to go with Joe Flacco or, or, or pass the um, realms on to a younger quarterback. I think it would be smart for them to start out with Joe Flacco. But I think the Steelers' offense, if um, if – if if Roethlisberger is healthy, I think the Steelers' offense is going to be too much for this division, ultimately giving them the nod to win this division. What you got, Coach E, on this one? Um, First off, uh, like I, I think all of these teams suck, but somebody has to win it. Um, I guess I, I think that the Ravens are going to start off uh, uh, with Flacco or Fluco, and then they're going to transition – into our kid that I think that is very, very underrated in this draft. Uh, that was in, very, very underrated in this draft. I think the Browns already have issues going in. So like you said, coach, by default, 
You just have to go with the best coach in that division in um, uh, in the Steelers, which I think I, I don't see them really making too much noise. Le'Veon Bell is unhappy. Um, Antoine Brown, I thought, was on the downturn last year. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, they got too much going on. Big Ben, will he retire? Will he not retire? You know, they just got too much um, happening. And then the Bengals are the Bengals, so, you know, and the Browns are the Browns. So, I guess you you you, you got to give it to the Steelers. What you got, Mike? Yeah. Same thing with what I said about the Patriots. Straight up, professional team, college team, high school team, the teams that are most successful are the teams that have stability and the teams that have a clear-cut vision and are are detail-oriented. And I would say Patriots, number one, Steelers, Steelers, Packers, some of these teams with the stability are right at the next level. And so I'm always going to go with those teams that have that stability and are detail oriented and 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 trust in the process and the Steelers organization has always done that. So I don't see that division going any other way. I I understand that personnel wise they have some 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 issues with with the Le'Veon Bell holdout and but at the end of the day these guys are professionals. When it when push comes to shove they're going to come to play and. Steelers are going to be on top at the end of the day. And, uh, I mean, shout out to all of the teams that trust in the process and don't just look for a quick fix. And that's what I mean to say with the with the Patriots and Steelers for sure. They, 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 they've they stayed the course with the same head coach year in and year out, and that's why they're successful. Year I think Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland, in the Cleveland class, Cleveland, Cleveland Browns, are going to have I'm going to have an exciting season. I if I was the Browns, I know Tyrod Taylor presents a more stable starter right now. But if I'm if I'm the Browns after seeing what Baker can do in the short preseason action that he had, look, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Baker Mayfield. I think that offense has the um opportunity to be exciting and really get after some people. But I'm I'm just I, I'm I'm still gonna go with the Steelers. I'm looking at this AFC South. Now this this division has a, a opportunity to be very very competitive and very well balanced, and we all know um, the elephant in this room is the Jaguars' defense, and obviously Jalen Ramsey, one of my favorite um, college football players of all time, and now he's turning one of my favorite pros, um, Jalen Ramsey's mouth. Um, he's called out basically all the quarterbacks in the NFL. He's gave his opinion, not that it means much, but he's gave his opinion on who we think is good, who we think is great, who we think is trash. So um, this division is going to be exciting. I think the Tennessee Titans have an opportunity to win anywhere between um, nine to ten games and seven to nine games. I think Indianapolis Colts are going to be better by default because they have Andrew Luck back. They have their quarterback back. This is the first time they have him back in, what, like a year and a half? So – I think the Colts, and I think Andrew Luck is a baller. I, even though Jalen Ramsey um, said he thought he wasn't that good, I think Andrew Luck is a baller. And then the Houston Texans, I think they have an opportunity to have another good defensive year, but it really going to come down to how healthy um, and how soon um, Deshaun Watson can get back. I, I, I honestly, you know, would like to see Deshaun get back, but my pick right now for this division 
would be for the Jacksonville Jaguars to pull it out. But I do think it's going to be very, very close between the um, everyone in this division. I don't think anyone's going to run away with it. What you got, Mike? I mean, I'm not being very uh... – I'm not being very um, interesting here, but here's the deal: is the <laughs> is the coaches and organizations that are the most detailed and the most organized are the most successful franchises. And Doug Marone had the buff had the Buffalo Bills on the cusp of being very successful three or four years ago, and then he left. Showed up in Jacksonville two years ago, took over last year, and they went from being what four and twelve to thirteen and three last year. I mean, it's no coincidence. Tom Coughlin won two Super Bowls with the New York Giants. Now he's in the front office with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have a clear-cut vision, and in a very short amount of time. They took that program from being a very, very, very poor team to a team that's on the cusp of playing in the Super Bowl year in and year out. And that's one thing that I love about football uh, is that it is the ultimate team game and it is the ultimate coaching and X's and O's game. And it's been shown on every single level, high school, college, professional, if you can – if you are organized, detailed, and can out-scheme your opponent, you're going to be successful. And it's not 100% because it's 11 on 11. It's not 100% about the Jimmys and Joes. It's as much, if not more, about the X's and O's. And so the teams that have the, mo- the, the most in-depth coaches and most organized coaches are the ones that are most successful year in and year out. So – Again, I got to give it to the Jacksonville. You got Jacksonville. Who you got, coaching? Um, <clears throat> Jacksonville. Like I'm late to the yeah. party every time. Because <laughs> I mean, y'all, y'all cover everything before I get a chance. Yeah, I mean, y'all cover everything before you, I get a chance to say anything. One of one of the viewers on um on my Instagram live said that. Deshaun Watson looked really good in their preseason game. Now, if Deshaun Watson is healthy and he's rocking and rolling, I, I'm telling you, I think Houston has a very good chance. Like, this, this division is going to be no, tough. I, this division is going to be tough. Well, here's the deal. I agree. I agree. And Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, if he's a stud, he's a monster. But if Deshaun Watson is a true huge impact player – versus, say, LeBron James in the NBA. It's a huge difference. The NFL and the NBA and those sports, one player does not make as much of an impact. That's why schemes and organization and coaches make a much bigger impact in the NFL. So I agree Deshaun Watson's a stud, but Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin – have a much bigger impact in the NFL than they could have in the NBA or something. Well, I mean, like that. I agree. So I agree. I'm not yeah. taking anything away from Deshaun Watson, but the the, the NFL is the ultimate. I don't know, though. Team I mean, game. I understand what you're saying. It is a team game, but Aaron Rodgers, you put him on any team, and it seems like they turn into an instant playoff contender. So I I, I, 
But I will say this. Did I'll you see the video posted about Aaron Rodgers? Say what? Say what you say, Coach? Look at the green. Look at the green. Go ahead, Coachy. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Mike, go ahead, Mike. What you saying? I'm just saying. Aaron Rodgers is a stud. Aaron Rodgers is arguably, I would say, the best quarterback in the league. I agree. I agree. But he also has one of the most stable front offices and coaching staffs in the league. And you put Aaron Rodgers on the Buffalo Bills with three coaches in the last four years. You put him on these other staffs. What's the, I don't know how successful he would be. He's a stud, but they also have uh, to be in the right system. Tom Brady, arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time, but his athletic attributes are below average. You need to be put in the right situation. And there's plenty of these organizations that don't put their players in the right situation. Blake Bortles was talked about as one of be, being one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. All of a sudden, Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone show up, and he's adequate, if not above average, and takes his team on the cusp of the Super Bowl. No, I, so I, I disagree with that. I Blake, would say Blake Bortles is a bum. Okay, that defense had those guys on the cusp. <laughs> Of the, of the Super Bowl, I I I disagree with that because like even with, well, I mean, I, I must watch. I must have been watching different playoff games than you because it, there were plenty of <laughs> plenty of drives when it was third and eleven, and Blake Bortles made a big play. And Man, I, he, I mean, I mean, he's an NFL. He's an if, NFL if quarterback. You're, if you're he's supposed NFL, to make if you're NFL, a solid play. If you're in the NFL, you're not a bum. If you're in the NFL, you're not a bum. And so I'm not going to say Blake Bortles is a bum. If he has the right players and the right staff and the right play calling around him, that's a, he, he, he's not a bum. They're, they're, there's I, I, no I, player I, in the I, NFL that's a bum. Call guys I'll tell you what, there's a lot of bums. Some of them just call break. There is, a, there is a lot of players that are not in the NFL that if they were in the right system – they could have had very, very, very successful careers. So I don't know, I mean, but I, I don't know. I mean, we got to move on. But I think, like you said, Aaron Rodgers, if he was in the wrong, like if he was with Buffalo, if Aaron Rodgers was with Buffalo, they wouldn't have had three coaches in the last amount of years because he, he would have won more games. It might have been one or two coaches. Blake Bortles, if you take, if you take Blake Bortles and put him on and put him on um, the Green Bay Packers with the with the personnel that Aaron Rodgers had. The Green Bay Packers would not be making the playoffs the way they did. Aaron Rodgers has not had a great one receiver, and he didn't even have a running back um, year before last. They had, they moved a wide receiver to running back. Okay, Blake Bortles arguably has the best defense in the league and one of the top five running backs in the league. In um Fournette, I'm not. Yeah, I know we don't politically we don't want to call nobody a bum, but like for his skill set and the level he's playing at, I think Blake Bortles is a not he's not a very good NFL quarterback. Um, Tim Tebow was a bum quarterback in the NFL. Um, that's why he's not in it anymore. Um, so so I do think bums can become pros. Sometimes you catch a break and you get exposed and you see you can't play at that level. I'm not saying they didn't work hard to get there. I'm not saying they didn't put in the time, but. Everybody that becomes a pro, I, um, yeah, they might be good at their craft, but at that high level, they aren't as good as those other guys. But I, 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 well, well, last thing I'm gonna say is all about the the opportunity that you're put in, and I'm gonna say right now, 
Tom Brady, if he was in there, what are there? 32 teams. If he was in 16 out of 16 other teams and he was drafted in the sixth round, the odds are very likely that he would have been out of the league in three or four years. No matter. And he is one, arguably one of the one or two best players in the NFL history. But if he was put in a different situation, the odds are he would have never gotten the chance and would have been out of the league. So, I mean, you you got to you got to say these guys. It's it's about when opportunity presents itself, then you're making the best of your opportunity. There's tons of other players that have had the athleticism and the gifts to be great players that were never given the opportunity. I think Tom Brady just has the best of both worlds. Um, I think he has an unbelievable coach and I think he's an unbelievable football player. And that's, that results equals into what five Super Bowl championships, um, not including the ones they lost, but we're, we're moving on coach. E, we're going to let you do the NFC um, West. And we, we, I just tell you who me and Micah just tell you who we think we're going to win. We want to elaborate. Um, <laughs> Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, and Broncos. Who you got, um, Coachy? That's a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one, but I don't think it's so tough. I think I have to go with the Chargers. Um, I think that they got the uh, the best wide receiver core in the group. I think the Broncos' mm-hmm. defense is on the downturn. I think the Chiefs lost something when they traded Alex Smith, and I think the situation with the Raiders trying to resign. God dog it. Khalil Name escapes Mack, me right Khalil now. Mack. Khalil, Mack. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Yeah. Um, it's kind of at a situ- it's, it's kind of where we at right now, where I think that the Chargers can capitalize, especially with a healthy Mike Williams. Mike is big, runs exceptional routes, and got great hands. I don't know if you saw the catch yesterday, but um he he is an exceptional player. You add him to what they already had there, and a a, a, a good quarterback. Decent line. They have a serviceable defense, and I think that they can make a they they can go ahead and take over that division. So that's me. Chargers out of the AFC West. What you got, fellas? I got Chargers. I'm done. I had the Chiefs. Andy <laughs> I, had the, I had the Chiefs. Andy Reid. Like I said, it's all about coaching in the NFL, and I I, I go with Andy Reid. Andy Reid is great. Andy Reid is great. We're gonna make that one quick. All right, NFC. NFC East, um, I'm going to go last on this one because everybody think I'm going to be biased. Um, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys. You're going to be biased, though. I'm not, I'm not going to be biased. I'm not going to be biased. Coach Curtis, who you got, man? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. You're not going to be biased. Yeah, go with the champs. They're loaded. Champs. Eagles. Eagles did get better. Coach E, who you got? Do we even need to go through this? Like, I, you know who I got. And you can call me biased if you want. No, the Giants. Come on, man. Like, you can call me biased if you want to. First off, it's not the Cowboys. That's the first thing. Secondly, um, I, I don't think the Redskins are going to make a move. You just – you traded one quarterback for the same exact quarterback, basically, is what you did. Um, right, hold on. Go and on, I think – Hold on. No, can, can I get – can I finish my part? Go can ahead, I finish man. my part? Go before ahead, finish. you start? Finish. Right. Finish. Um, now – uh, uh, Josh, your brother from another mother, my, my homeboy Doc, he says that the Eagles are too deep everywhere. And of course, but then again, of course, he's a Redskins fan. So what does he know, actually? Um, but um, I do feel that 
the once again, the Giants are going to make a run to take that division. I think it's going to be tough. Um, as it is always, it's like they say, it's the black and blue division. But I, I think that we could pull it out. Um, I don't think we're going to run away with it, but I do think that we could pull it out. Uh, uh, the the pickup of Saquon Barley, um, I think. Man, you're rambling. Just, you're you rambling because you don't really believe in your pick. You pick the Giants. All right, I don't, we don't really care about all that. I, stuff. I, I didn't talk. I, here's the thing, Josh. I didn't talk on no other part. Like I didn't even. Y'all went on everything else. I get this one section. Okay, don't worry about go ahead, it. Go no, ahead. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead, Redskins fan. Go ahead, Here's my go pick ahead. for the division. I think the Eagles, like like Coach Kerr said, I think the Eagles actually got better, especially on the um, defensive side of the ball. I think their pass rush is going to be flat out unbelievable. I think the Dallas Cowboys might have the only team in the division that can kind of contain that pass rush consistently. So, oh, but here's yeah. I, I have I I have an asterisk mark beside the Eagles because on the low. They have some quarterback issues. Now, Now I, they won the Super Bowl last year. We all know Carson Wentz is coming off of an um, ACL. They're saying he might be ready for week one, but, you know, he's going to have to prove that he's, that he's ready to go um, with that. And the quarterback that they had starting sprained his shoulder in a preseason game. So they're, they're looking at some potential issues. I don't think it, it – uh, I don't think the shoulder – um, is 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 super serious, but if it's his throwing shoulder, you never know. So, I mean, I'm I'm picking the Eagles. I think this division is going to be a little bit more balanced than what people think because I think the Giants did get better. See, um, Coach Coach English, I agree with you. The Giants did get better, and I do think Saquon Barkley is going to give Eli Manning something he hasn't had since he had Jacobs, which is a consistent, very good running back. Okay, Jacobs and um Barber. So, I do think the Giants got better. I do think I disagree with you. We did not. Um, get rid of one quarterback and bring in the same guy. I do think Alex Smith brings a little bit more of a um, threat, not a little bit more, but he brings more of a threat than Kirk Cousins because he can use his legs to extend plays and make plays with his legs. But we're going to go with the Eagles, all right? The NFC North, um, the the Packers, Vikings, Bears, Detroit Lions. Um, I'll make mine quick. I think the um, Vikings are one of the top three teams in the NFL I think they're loaded um, on both sides of the ball. And um, I think they're going to um, edge the Packers out and win that division. What about you, Mike? Packers, great front office, best quarterback in the league. It's a quarterback's league. It's a coach's league. Packers all day. Go ahead, um, Coach English. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Vikings. Um, They had a story out the other day that talked about uh, the best quarterback in the league, quote unquote, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, They said that uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers is a more, a better talent. Tom Brady is a better teammate. And that was, that was coming from somebody who had played with both. Um, uh, So I'd have to go with the Vikings. I think that uh, the Packers got some inner stuff going on that, and some of us are not privy to. And I think that's going to overrun them. The Lions and the Bears, if you're a Lions and Bears fan nowadays, go find somewhere to hide because um, there's no reason to watch football. You might as well be protesting with everybody else. Well, the, the um, Lions will be uh, exciting. The Lions are always exciting. They just don't know how to seal the deal. But I think Aaron Rodgers can't, can't probably, turn the right, they're probably – Aaron Rodgers, my, to me, I think Aaron Rodgers is probably the best quarterback of all time. But I, 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 I think it's going to be the Vikings, like, 
Coach Kurtz was talking about how well you got to be at such a team sport in mm. football. I think the, the Vikings are just so good on both sides of the ball. And um, I think hey, – and, 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 and Kurtz – say what? And, Kurtz, and, and, and Kirk Cousins is just super exceptional with um, – with talented players around him, so he's going to be very dangerous. Uh, NFC yeah, South. We just had a um. We, oh, oh, before you move on, we just had a comment said uh, this is the longest stretch that the best quarterback in the world has gone without a ring. You may continue. Say what now, Aaron? Talking about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. This is the longest stretch that the best quarterback in the world has gone without a ring. One of our listeners, Daniel Middleton. But see, here's, here's my here's my um, point on that, and it goes back to what Coach Kurt said. You know, to be fair to Aaron Rodgers, he has not had the weapons on both sides of the ball that some of these other quarterbacks have had. But this is why I say he's the he's he's the to me he's the best quarterback of all time with his remedial teams. His teams that weren't very good. Yeah, he has, he has a very good – he has a good front office, and I do think he has a very good coach. But with those, at the end of the day, you still got to have players in the NFL. And without, without those guys, Aaron Rodgers still has his team competing at a playoff and championship level. Um, if, you take, if you take Tom Brady and Gronkowski off of the Patriots, I don't think they're going to be as dominating, as, threat, as threatening – as 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 they would have been in the league, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers hasn't won a ring. Like we we love to bring up rings and say this is what dictates if you're so good. You can't do that because if that's the case, Robert Ori is one of the is deep, if arguably a top three player in the NBA because he has he has a ton of rings. I think, but I think so we can't. We but can't I believe, but. I mean, but like, and that's a good point. Says uh, Brady has had who? Um, I do think that Brady has had one of the best court. I don't think I say he's had one of the best coaches, arguably of all time. Um, but a lot of a lot of his team is made up of mix and mis mis mismatch pieces that p- other people don't want that they take in and make better. Um, I, I, I'm not debating how. I'm not debating his talent. I'm not debating Rogers' talent. I'm just saying, like, to have that and still not be able to make the people around you better. Because what do we say? Great players make the people around them better. All right. Um, and I just feel like it's some of and, and Josh, you know this, a championship, there's a lot of things that go into a championship. Players, um, um, coaching, and then a little bit of luck. You know, you got to – things have to line up in such a way that you go right into it. And then, I mean, to be honest, the Packers play – I mean, the division outside of the Vikings, you know, those guys, some, them other teams get competitive, but at the end of the day, the Packers are going to win that division the majority of the time until recently in which the Vikings kind of took over. But, and, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I think he's the most talented player, maybe even one of the, one of the goals, but, you know, until he starts, I do think rings play into the equation when you're talking about championships, when you're talking about the greatest ever, you know, people are putting Tom Brady over Joe Montana and John Elway and other people like that. Why? It's not necessary. If he doesn't have those championships, is he still considered in that? In, is he still in that talk? Is Eli Manning even remotely in any conversation if he doesn't have those two rings? No, he's not. He's not even going to the Hall of Fame. So, you know, I, I think that you have to take into consideration the ability, the fact that you do have a ring. There's, there's a there's going to be a quarterback controversy in Philadelphia. Why? Because you have the backup quarterback ends up being the Super Bowl MVP. 
You know what I'm saying? So I think all of that stuff plays a part in that. So I don't think that we can not count championships when we're talking about great players because it's what you do when the lights are on, not what you do pedestrianly. Like when, when you, you know, my grandma say you don't get credit for shit you support. Excuse my language. You don't get credit for stuff you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like count the championships. I didn't say don't count the championships. What I said was, yeah, you can you can count them, but at the end of the day, like for instance, when 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 Tom Brady had Randy Moss, even though they lost two bowl to your Giants. They did not lose a game. They went on a what? A, a 18 game winning streak, 17 game winning streak, 17 game winning streak. Okay. When he, cause, cause yeah. that's how good Randy Moss was. If you give a dude like Aaron Rodgers, Randy Moss, or Gronkowski, or, or, or running back like, like Fournette, he's probably going to win almost every game he plays in also. That's how good Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers is a flat out baller, but he has not had the luxury of some of the other quarterbacks in the NFL with the weapons around them. He has not had that. And I'm that's that's just the truth. That's just the truth. So I mean when we we can debate about this all day. We can get into the NFC South. We need to get into the NFC South. So um you got the Panthers, the Bucks, the Saints, and the Falcons. Um this I think this division is going to be very, very well balanced. Also I think it's going to be um, a, a tough division to win, but my pick, um, if I'm going to have to make a pick, I am actually going to go with the Falcons to win this division. What about you, Micah? Falcons. Falcons. Koji? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, before, before I say Falcons, I just want to say Jameis Winston's not. So let's Falcons. You said Jameis Winston sucks. NFC West. Cardinals. Yeah, he sucks. Okay. Uh, Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, Seahawks. Um, I'm picking the Rams to win this division, even though I think the 49ers have a great chance. But I'm going to I'm gonna be brave, and I'm going to pick the Rams. I think they're good on the defensive side of the ball. I think um, they have the best player in the division, and um, um, Gurley, and I'm going to pick the Rams to win the NFC West. Yeah. Rams agree. Rams, Todd Gurley, monster. Monster, Todd Gurley's a monster. Who you got, coaching? Hey, and, and make let's make it a clean sweep. The Rams. Um, I think the the uh, Seahawks are on a downturn. I don't know what happened to the Cardinals. And uh, has anybody seen the 49ers lately? No, the 49ers. The 49ers are going to be very formidable now. Um, with Garoppolo, Garoppolo starting that quarterback. I think Garoppolo is a very good quarterback. Um, the 49ers are going to, they're going to be formidable. I know they went on a five game winning streak to end the season last year. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they did. Did they beat Jacksonville at the end of the year last year? If I'm not mistaken, they either beat those guys or play. Yeah, yeah. He went undefeated. He won his last five. Yeah. 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 They, 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 so, so. yeah they beat. I think the 49ers, I think the 49ers are going to, are going to be very, very formidable this year. But um, we, we definitely went over our time with these predictions. So we're going to... Um, oh, real quick, real quick yeah, to everybody here. Did we, really we really just talk football without bringing up the Cowboys once? Yes, because they suck. So let's move on. What's next, Josh? All right, let's get into our topic. We're, we're, we're going to um, eliminate one of our topics for this show, and we'll just make that another topic um, on the next show. But we're going to talk about something that um, one of our um, listeners um, suggested that we should talk about, which is... Um, 
a topic called call allow your kids to um, struggle, allow your kids to go through the, go through the struggle. I won't say allow them to struggle, but allow your kids to go through the struggle. And um, as parents, um, that's something that that we um, tend to try to shield our kids from um, is, is 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 the struggle, you know, to fail. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Coach Kurtz um, start us out. Then we'll elaborate and then we'll bring the show to a close. Coach Curtis, what are your thoughts on this topic? And I mean, you put, put me on the spot there. Obviously, uh I don't have I don't have kids, and I know that in the future I, I, I'm hopefully gonna have kids here in the near future. And I'm gonna struggle with this same topic because we as parents want to see our kids succeed, but um, at the end of the day, we understand we, we, we as coaches need to understand that character is made through adversity. And so allowing your kids to fight through adversity and, and understand and see and, and, and face failure and learn from the failure is what makes you a better person. So, I mean, um, it, it's definitely a catch 22 because, Coaches, parents, people in, in uh, people in uh, in higher figures want to put everybody in position to succeed, but it's not it's not a society where a lot of people want to make it be a society where everybody wins. But the real world is not everybody wins. There's winners and losers. So for your kids, for your athletes, for your students to lose and then be able to teach them, teach them to learn from those situations. That's where they're really going to grow. And that's where they're really going to become a success. So I completely agree that it's, we need to get away from the give everybody a trophy situation and you will learn way more lessons by losing and failing than you will by just always succeeding. Coach E, what are your thoughts, Papa? Um, you know, uh, Denzel Washington has a uh, a commencement speech in which he talks about failing forward. Um, he says you can't be afraid to fail. Um, I think that a lot of times we we as people, um, just like we want to be the cushion or the bubble wrap for our kids going out into the world. I think that we have to allow them to trip and fall because, you know, wisdom comes from experience and experience comes from bad decisions or failure. You know, you get experience from failure. They say Thomas Edison failed over 1,000 times. And after that, his next thing after that was the light bulb. You know, he had one success after over a thousand failures, I think that um, uh, uh, failure brings about character. It teaches us things. And if we do not take those reins off and allow our kids to go through that stuff, to go through that um, adversity, to go through those hard times, to go through that failure, trying upon trying upon trying time and time again, all we're going to do is end up creating uh, kids that have no real uh, what's the word I'm looking for has have no real 
outlook on life. It's 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 going to be uh, all roses and rainbows and crap like that. When at the end of the day, the world is a very cold place, and you have to deal with failure and people not caring. And we brought it up. We we brought it up a couple of shows a long time ago when we first started recording podcasts. You know. Why is it that everybody is getting a trophy in literally everybody don't deserve a trophy? So now we're making, you know, the thing about it is with this stuff, if, you know, if, if we're saying, hey, you get a trophy, that's the reason why the kids that I have in my class think they're supposed to get an A for just turning in work. I mean, forget the fact that the work sucks and uh, 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 the paper looks like crap and there's scratch marks everywhere. They think that because they turned in an assignment that they're supposed to get a passing grade. No. Because they haven't been allowed to fail because their parents or teachers or people in the community or family members have said it's okay to be less than great. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to just give and uh, 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 to give an effort or, you know, people tell you to dream, right? But nobody tells you, a lot of people don't tell you to set goals when dreams without goals are just dreams and they ultimately fuel disappointment. You know, at the end of the day, if you, if you're saying, you know, I'm not chasing this thing with everything I got, I'm not afraid to fail. Why? Because my mom and my dad and everybody protected us and Josh, you came up, you know what I'm saying, the way you came up, Micah, you came up in, in, in a way in which, and myself included, and a lot of my friends, where our parents took those gloves off, took that protection out of there, and was like, go out there, make your mistakes, go ahead and fail, so that you can live the life that you're living, living now, and lead this, and lead this life, and, and, and your kids, and treat them as such, um, um, where you take those gloves off. Um, it's funny that I'm that we're talking about this because today my uh, my youngest son Edison he's three. I was in my classroom and I was putting stuff up and I kept telling Edison and Mayor stop playing, stop jumping off the chairs, stop this and stop that. And I kept telling them, I kept telling them, I kept telling them. And no matter how much I told Edison, he kept doing it. And what happened was he jumped, fell, hit his back, hit his head. And then came over to me crying. I said, don't cry now. Because I told you what not to do. But you see, it took, but I, I tell you what happened after that. He went and sat his behind down. Why? Because it took for him to fail to learn. I, Daddy told me, but I didn't learn until that happened. And you know, it's the age old saying a hard head make for a soft behind. Like until you never, you don't know until you know. So if your children never know, how do they know? You know what I'm saying? You have, to, you have to be able to tell them, go ahead and chase it. Don't be afraid to fail. And the problem is a lot of these parents take a lot of time and a lot of these, a lot. Shoot, Josh, you know, a lot of us coaches do the same thing. You know, we, 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 we coddle these kids and, and all of this stuff so that because, you know, they can't deal with failure. You know what I'm saying? So we, we try to protect them and, and, and put our arms around them and, and do all we can to save them when all we're doing in those cases is crippling them. And I promise you, I could keep going, but Josh, I'm going to let you get in there because I could keep going on this for about the next 15, 20 minutes. 
here's my here's here's my perspective. I I do think it's some it's it's actually very important to um cut all the fat and make it simple. If you're a parent and you're saying okay, so how can I make sure that I am not um how how can I make sure that I am um not trying to pre- hide my kids from the struggle? Okay. Um, the first thing is is just tell them the truth. Just be honest. One of my um, dear friends called me today and his son was trying out for a team and his son got cut. Okay, I'm going to call his son and eventually talk to him. But in the process, me and my family was at dinner. And um, while while um, I was explaining to my to my to my to my son what what happened. You know, about his my friend's son getting cut. I looked my son dead in the eyes and I said, hey, if you don't get it done, I will, if I was your coach, even if you're my son, I looked at both of my sons and said, I will cut y'all. No, I will cut you if you're not getting it done. And as parents, if you want to make sure you're not hiding your kids from the struggle, excuse me, just simply be honest. Because it's something that you can't run from. You're either going to teach them now and allow them to like like the song says, turn their L's into lessons now, or they're going to be adults and then they're going to learn how to run and they're never going to face things head on. I love what you said, what um, Denzel Washington said, fail falling forward. That is so true because in, in I was in a grad school class years ago and the teacher said, do we learn from um, everything we do? And ultimately, my answer was yes, but it was people in the class at a graduate level that said, no, we don't learn from anything we do. Because if you do, they were basically saying, if you do something bad, you're not learning from that. But I understood where they were coming from, but that's not correct. Everything that you go through, you learn from. Whether it, it means getting cut from a team, whether it means not getting the plan time that you, that you, that you, that you desire, whether it means not having the role that you desire, Okay. You learn from everything, but as parents, we have to make sure we are being honest with the things that we're going through. Like, don't say, oh, man, the coach don't like my kid or, or, or get your kid to think, oh, man, things aren't fair. The best solution is always get, get, get off your high horse, get your knees and your hands dirty and work. Get your butt to work. Grind. Allow yourself to get better. Work on your craft. Don't look for a bailout. Don't look for people to say, okay, okay, here you go. And, and they just hand it to you. Because everything that you earn in life that's, that's worth holding on to, you're going to have to work for. You're going to have to work for. And as parents, as parents, it is our job, it is our jobs as parents to make sure that we aren't hiding our kids from those struggles. You have to allow them to go through it. And, and, I'm, not, and I'm not one of those um, people that just say stuff and then do the opposite. I've allowed my sons to struggle, especially my oldest son. He's been, at, he's been at all ends of the spectrum. He's been buried on a bench where he's barely playing. He started. Then he's been to the point where the team had to make sure he was there because he was that important of the team. And he's only 10 years old. Okay, so you have to allow your kids to struggle. But when he was buried on that bench and he was frustrated about playing, we didn't blame the coach. We didn't say all things are fair. We didn't compare him to other kids. All we said was, you need to go get to work. You need to go get better. That's all we said. And that's exactly what we did. And 
as parents, it is definitely our job. It is definitely our job to ensure that we give our kids the real and the truth no matter what. Don't just don't just enable your kids by trying to give them everything. And it is really, really hard. I was talking to some of my friends the other day about this. It is hard as a parent. You know, my sons have 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 lived in a stair with live in a house with an upstairs. I've never lived in a house with an upstairs before. Okay. My oldest son has seen me buy three houses. Been in been been in three houses with me. I've 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 never experienced that. We lived in an apartment with when when I lived with my mom. Okay. So we we and, and when I lived when I moved to South Carolina, my house definitely didn't have so uh, upstairs. Got a mansion, by the way. Say what? Yes, you you live in a mansion right now, by the way. I don't way. live in a mansion. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> but, have you seen that? But but have you seen that? Man, go ahead, man. But what I'm saying is, parents, <laughs> in a in a in a nutshell, in a nutshell, I do feel that it is important. Just be honest with your kids. Like, put your pride aside. Put your um ambitions for your kid aside and just be honest. If they didn't make the grade, nah, it don't matter if the teacher like you or not. Go study. Because because that teacher can't dis she can't she can't hinder your knowledge. Okay. If you go study or he or she can't hinder your knowledge, you put the time in. Okay. You're not getting the playing time you want, go work on your craft. Unless you play for a coach that's a pretty crummy person, a, a, a pretty big scumbag, no coach is going to leave you on the bench if they know they can put you in the game and you can help the team win. Like Coach Kurt said, in team sports, people, you got to do what's best. You got to do what's best for the team. And um, that's that's kind of all I got on that, man. Just don't hide your kids from the truth. We use the word struggle, but but in reality, the word is the truth. Don't hide your kids from the truth. Tell them the truth. Be honest with them. I tell my sons all the time, bruh, you suck. I tell my, I, you don't have to be that harsh. I'm, I'm a different type of parent. So you don't have to be that harsh, okay? But I tell my kids the truth all the time. Like, look, you're probably going to be on the bench. I would cut you if you play for me. So just just be honest with your guys, man. Um, Coach Curtis, what are your closing thoughts on things? And get, let you and Coach E give your closing thoughts so we can get up out of here. No, I love what you just said at the very end. And uh, I mean, at my, at my new school at Windermere Prep, we have an unbelievable family with uh, uh, one of the best football players on the team as a junior. His sister's a varsity volleyball player as an eighth grader. And then they got a fifth grader as well. And just from my brief conversations with the mother, she's been like, hey, one thing that we're about is we're telling our kids where they're at. And if we think that they suck at something, we let them know. And she straight up said that. She's like, if they come home with a, a painting or a drawing and – they got an A on it, but it looks like it looks like garbage. We let them know, and if if they're trying, if they're playing a sport and they're not that good at it, we let them know. And I mean, it's a fine line with parenting and coaching and being role models, where you also you have to keep people in in reality checks and let them know, hey, this may not you, this may not be what you're gifted at, and like you said, uh, let them know if. If they're not good at it, sometimes we gotta let them know. And uh, I, I love that. It's not a this the society has got too much where hey, do what you want to do, follow your dreams, whatever your wherever your heart desires, go with it. But if your heart takes you somewhere, 
that you're not good at, you're not going to be successful. And so we, we need to understand that as well. So I appreciate what you yeah. said there at yeah. the end. Appreciate it. Coach E, what's your closing thoughts, Papa? Um, uh, like I said, you guys, uh, I, I said, uh, I pretty much, I guess I figured I burnt myself out the first time. Cause I think that, um, I sometimes, uh, some of the topics that we hit on really touched me because, you know, I am a father and I am a teacher and I am a coach and, and I get an opportunity to see a lot of things, um, as well as you do, Josh and you, Micah, you know, soon, soon we'll have a Micah junior running around here and, at that moment, you know, I think you get it now, but, you know, ain't nothing like, you know, pulling those reins off and really letting them get out there and run with it. Um, you know, Josh, I was talking today um, about my, about Mir, and I was like, man, I got to talk to Josh to find out when he started really getting with Tal, when he started really getting with Tal, because, you know, Mir is older than Edison, and Jay kind of followed Tal, so I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to really get after Mir because yesterday we was playing baseball in the yard and I had no clue he could he could throw like that. And I had no clue, he could, clue that he could actually hit the ball. So I was like, man, we need to get out here. <laughs> I might need to start taking him a little bit more seriously and let him get out here and really get after it. So, I mean, um, you know, he's five. So, you know, um, I, I, I honestly feel, and, and I believe in, like you said, that Denzel Washington quote, we have to fail forward. Um, the only way, you know, we learn, we do, you know, our successes teach us, yeah, okay, that was a good idea. But our failures definitely teach us what not to do. You know, when you, you know, you don't know the stove is hot till you know the stove is hot. You know, like I said before, you never know what you know till you know what you know. So. Yeah, it's it's so important, man. My closing thoughts would be this. Don't don't what you just said meant so much when you said you got to get any take them out in the yard more often. Parents, don't get it twisted. Preparation is part of the struggle. It's part of the truth. Okay, so when you want your kids to be really good, you have to make the sacrifices. You have to make the time to to put your kids in environments that will allow them to 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 get the most out of their potential and turn all of that potential energy into kinetic energy. So you, 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 it's a sacrifice. You can't want your kid, like your goal can't be for your son or daughter to be starting on a varsity team at a, at a very good program in the ninth grade. And y'all work out three times a month. That's not Mm going to happen. You gotta have, you gotta have a a unbelievable, unbelievable grind. You gotta have an unbelievable mindset to get the most out of your potential. Cause I do think you, everyone has some type of giant inside of them. Everyone has some type of giant inside of them. It's your work ethic determines how big that giant is. Okay. And, 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 that, and it's no other way around that. God gives gifts, but your greatness is strictly up to the time that you put in to that gift and that, and that talent that you are blessed with. You got to find it. Like Coach Kurt said, you got to find it. You got to know what your what your knack is. You got to have the knowledge on how to get the most out of that gift. Then you go from there. But we're going to bring this show to a close. We're going to start with our shout outs. I'm going to let Coach E start with the shout outs. You and Coach, go ahead. I'll finish it out. Okay, well, okay. Since the ball said I got to start with the <laughs> shout outs, that's what I'll do. 
I'll, I'll start with my shout outs. My my biggest shout outs um, is to everyone, even um, Coach Kurtz, like you said, he's already started. All Everybody around the country, all the listeners that are getting ready to start back school, college, high school, middle school, elementary, preschool, head start, good luck. Attack the school year. Don't play around with it. Um, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, but you want to have a good start. Okay. Don't start out when that gun goes off and the race starts and you're looking around to see if everyone else is running, okay? You don't have to pay attention to the people running beside you, but you better make sure you start out and make sure you're in the race. Attack your grades. Attack those books. Try to make straight A's. Try to be on the principal's dean's list, whatever they call it, the honor roll. My goal is make straight A's. All you, Like I said, your giant, how big your giant is, 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 is predicated off how, how strong your work ethic is, okay? So, so, so keep grinding, keep working, and, and make sure, make sure you, um, to, um, have a great school year, and, um, and, 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 and God bless, man. What you got, Michael? Yeah, I'm, I'm right on the same lines as you. Um, shout out to all of the teachers and coaches that are starting their school year. Um, I salute all of you. A lot of the times our work goes undone. So shout out to you, Coach Staley. Shout out to you, Coach English. Shout out to every listener that's out here because, I mean, it really is true what Billy Graham said. One coach or one teacher can impact more people in one year than the average person does in a whole lifetime. And, uh, and actually, at the beginning of this year, our athletic director, he uh, he gave us this sheet, the Optimist Creed. And uh, I mean, a lot. some of it's a little corny, but a lot of it is true for, for going in with a good attitude. And I'll read a little bit of it. Uh, going into this year, promise yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of, d- disturb your peace of mind. Promise yourself to make all your friends feel that is that there is something in them. Promise yourself to be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as you about as you are about your own success. So, um, if you if you go about that and just look at the bright side of things and try and be a blessing to others, I think success will come your way and and you'll have a successful year. So shout out to everybody starting their year. Let's make this the best year possible. Good deal. Good deal. Coach, you take us out. Yeah, shouts out to all the people that uh, watch the show live on uh, Coach Staley's Instagram or on our uh, page on Facebook or on my own personal Facebook. Shouts out to you guys. Uh, Shouts out to the teachers headed back to school tomorrow, those here in South Carolina. I know up in New York and New Jersey uh, and and Virginia area, you guys got till after the the Labor Day weekend. Um, So shouts out to you guys. uh, uh, Hit the ground running students. Don't be afraid to fail forward. Um, You know, if there's anything you take from me in this show, take that with you. Um, And, you know, I'm going to do my best to make sure my kids, you know, hit the ground running. Um, But as always, if you want to join the conversation, 
hit us via email at the Staley and English show. That's the Staley A N D English show at gmail.com. Uh, leave us our co- leave us your comments. Um, leave us your topics. Anything you can hit us up on Facebook at the Staley and English show, Instagram, the Staley and English show and Twitter, the Staley and English show. Um, as always, as always, as always put God first, everything else to follow. Peace.